Hi everyone, today is a new day and you're a part of it. Join me, Dr. Megs, for short stories and quick tips to boost your mood and your productivity. This is the PGH Dreamers Pod. Hi everyone and welcome to the PGH Dreamers Pod. Today we continue our special series called Our Path where we are speaking with local entrepreneurs, creators, and thinkers who are doing big things in the Pittsburgh area. Our guest today is Laura Poskin, someone who I met on the dance floor and is making big things happen in terms of intergenerational outreach. Laura is the executive director of Age Friendly Greater Pittsburgh, which has a mission of making the Pittsburgh area more inclusive and welcoming to all generations. Within this organization, Laura has garnered nearly $1 million in grant support, managed a coalition of more than 130 organizational partners, as, and has engaged nearly 2,000 residents. She is also a TEDx speaker and has been named one of Pittsburgh's 40 Under 40. Welcome to the pod, Laura. Ah, oh, thank you. So happy to be here. I'm so happy to see you. So we're going to start off today with breaking ground with just a few quick icebreaker questions to break the pavement and get us kicked off. First question, what's your favorite way to start the day? I hear my little two and a half year old wake up. <laughs> that is, that's kind of like the default, but I do love it. And I get up with them. Oh, yes. Nothing better than a little morning snuggle time. Um, favorite thing to listen to music, meditation, podcast, TEDx talk. Um, <laughs> I'm really loving the Beatles station on on Sirius X. <laughs> nice, nice. So you couldn't get it at first, like just by having Sirius, but now it's just there. So I, I listen to that a lot. And with my son, I listen to Rafi all the time. <laughs> Good. How do you relax? <laughs> really by, by moving probably like, I like to go take a walk. I'm not a huge napper, but I, yeah, I like to get outdoors and I feel refreshed afterwards and I do feel more relaxed for sure. Excellent. And if you had to describe yourself with one word, what would it be? Happy. Oh, <laughs> yes, Laura always has a smile on her face. Okay, now that our listeners got to know you a little bit, let's start by talking about your journey. So can you give us your background, maybe leading us from your childhood through school to where you are now? And basically, like, how did you pave your own way? Right. Well, I'm like, how much time do we? <laughs> no. Let's see, I, um, I'll start with kind of school and college. So I grew up in Lexington, Kentucky, and I went to college in Tennessee. So I'm kind of a Southern girl, went to a small school there. I, I was an English literature major and went from there into journalism right after college. So part of my schooling, my, I studied abroad in London and I had an internship at People Magazine, the Bureau in London. And so I started working in the magazine industry right out of college. I went back to London, worked for people, moved to New York, worked for people, worked for Good Housekeeping, worked for Jane Magazine, RIP Jane Magazine. <laughs> remember it. Um, I was there at the very, the bitter end. And when I was in New York, I started volunteering with an organization that's called Dorote, which means generations in Hebrew. Mm. So they would connect people of all ages with older adults, a lot of them who 
I hate the word, but I'm going to say it because this is what it's called homebound older people. So a lot of people who are living at home. And so I started volunteering with my friend, Arthur, who was in his eighties. I was in my twenties and it just like quickly became the best part of my week. And I learned so much through him and seeing the city through his eyes and what was available to him and just no longer available to him simply because our world is structured the way that it is. And so I actually, I started writing about him and also my grandfather who lives in, used to live in this kind of general vicinity in Pennsylvania. I started writing about the two of them and it was picked up by AARP and I got really excited about it, but I was like, I don't really know what I'm writing about. So I went, so I went back to school for gerontology. And so I got my master's in geront in um, population and social gerontology. One year was in Ohio studying aging from a Western perspective. And then I moved to Bangkok with my now husband. It was so fun for a year. Oh my gosh. The second part of my, the second part of my master's program, which I just encourage everybody to study abroad at any age of your life. But we lived in Bangkok for a year where I studied at a population institute and just learned about aging from the Eastern perspective, which was absolutely fascinating. And then I moved back and I got really excited about age-friendly communities, which I can talk more about. And the Pittsburgh area had just joined this international network of age-friendly communities, but they didn't really have a leader. So I moved here, like hoping that I might be leading it one day, but I just started volunteering with them. (laughs) And I had another job that was in aging, but I eventually just kind of like stuck with it, got little like jobs with them and worked my way from being a project manager to being a director to now being the executive director of Age Friendly Greater Pittsburgh. So that's like, I don't know if that was too long or too short, but that's that's perfect. And I love the fact that you, you saw something you were interested in and volunteered now twice or probably more than that. (laughs) You didn't bring up all the other times. But it's now brought you to a whole new career. You went from like journalism into age friendly. I mean, that's that's pretty telling. You took a lot of risks. You were very vulnerable and it's gotten you to a place of passion, which is great. And I also think everything that I learned in journalism, and I would say any job that you're in, ends up being like something that you're going to use in whatever now I mean I I mean writing as you know as a writer is so important in every single thing that you do being able to make a case for why you care about something like telling a story like all the things that I learned and also the kind of environment that I didn't want to be in all the <laughs> things I learned I, I definitely carry with me now and it is a kind of a weird jump like to go from you know interviewing Beyonce on the red carpet to like <laughs> doing what I do now but like to, to me it makes sense <laughs> that's so cool oh wow who was your your best interview the people <sighs> You know what I used, no, I'm not even going to say who I used to say, because like people over time become people that you don't want to be associated with. Um, I think John Legend, I interviewed him at the very Uh, beginning of his career 
and he was just like playing at an event and like just not very well known but he was so kind and he's from where my dad is from in Ohio so we just kind of and I would see him at a couple of events I mean it's not like he was unknown at the time but he was just playing at like the Met for an event you know and not I mean he wouldn't do an event like that anymore of course he's yeah. like selling out DMs so it was that was cool and I and I have really fond memories like thinking about him but I mean Beyonce was awesome too oh just you really interviewed her you really oh, did yeah. oh my gosh that's amazing <laughs> just like on the red carpet it's not like we sat down for two hours and like discussed and but um but no I mean those were like quick little snippets but I really like I just remember talking to John Legend backstage somewhere and it being really relaxed and nice wow fascinating girlfriend all right so <laughs> we know a little bit more about you now so can you tell us what Laura is doing or what age-friendly Pittsburgh is currently working on yeah, so we're in our sixth year of being, I still think of ourselves as a startup, really. I mean, it's kind of early in our existence, but when you're part of, so there's a World Health Organization network of age-friendly communities. There are more than a thousand communities internationally that are part of this. And basically it's like your highest elected official. So in our we're, we're age-friendly greater Pittsburgh. So we're the city of Pittsburgh and Allegheny County. Okay. So our county executive and our mayor signed on to be part of it. It's like a five-year cycle. So now we're at the beginning of our second five-year cycle and we're trying to determine like, what are the needs? Like, what do we want to be focused on in this cycle? So we had a survey that we sent out about a year ago, a little less than a year ago of people 45 and older across Allegheny County. We got, we, our goal was to reach 500 people and we got 1,646 people respond to this survey, which was fantastic. So we are presenting the survey to the community, asking for feedback, trying to figure out like what we should focus on. We know that like older adult workforce is a huge thing. Like people want to be involved in the workforce their whole life. It might be a part-time job. It might not be like what it looked like during the, an earlier time in your career. But so I know workforce is going to be something digital access is going to be really important. You know, here we're having this podcast over Zoom. So many people don't have laptops, internet, or the digital literacy to be able to be part of what's so integral in our lives now, you know? So I'd say like, what's going to be on the horizon for us is workforce, digital access. Also, you know, we've been really needing to be mindful about the racial disparities when it comes to aging. When we analyzed our survey, we asked people to rate their community as a place to grow old. We had 65% of our 65 and older respondents say it was an excellent or very good place to live as you age. That sounds good. We broke it down by race and 39% of our black neighbors were saying it was an excellent or very good place to live. Whereas 67% of our white neighbors said it was an excellent, very good. I mean, that's a huge difference. Yeah, I'll say. So we have to make sure that we're, you know, that everybody is able to access their community as they grow old and feels like 
we need everybody to be saying it's an excellent, very good place to live. And the yeah. fact that our black neighbors are not saying that is really telling. So we have to address that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of big things on the horizon then it sounds like, and if anybody uh, can do it, it's you dear. (laughs) So can you give us a taste of what's to come? Let's say a year, three, five years from now, either for you or the age-friendly Pittsburgh in general. Well, for me personally, I'm pregnant. So in January, (laughs) um, or maybe earlier, we'll see my my two and a half year old son was August was born a week early anyway so I'm, I'm having a baby around new year's so that's on the horizon for me personally for us as an organization we are going to be kind of launching our action plan our next action plan in september 2022 so like that's really exciting for us to think about we also were featured in a national podcast called humankind it's through npr I'm hopeful that it will be on WESA, but TBD, Um, but it'll be national and that is out right now, but it hasn't like necessarily hit the airwaves. So I think by early 2022, people are going to be hearing about that and some of the success stories that we've had. So I'm excited about that. Absolutely. Good. Getting good press. I like that. So you already mentioned a couple of things when we were talking, but what would be your advice to any budding dreamers that may be listening? You know, you kind of went from one completely different job perspective to another, and you also mentioned that you're a happy person. So I feel like you have a lot of advice for people who are looking to either make a career jump or just be really innovative in what they do. I would say, trust your gut as far as work goes. If something isn't sitting with you, if you don't feel like you're where you should be, that's, that, that means everything. You know, I remember when I worked in magazines looking at, I mean, of course I was like in a cube and, you know, a big building in New York. Just remember like looking over on the, uh, like at the, at the offices that had windows and being like, I don't really see myself there. I don't really want to be those people. It was cool. And I, again, I learned a lot, but I was just kind of like, that doesn't, I don't imagine being one of those people one day. And I didn't know what person I needed to be then but I knew that that wasn't it. And so I think then volunteering, I mean, that's another advice, piece of advice. Volunteering was kind of like, okay, if I'm going to do something and I'm not going to be paid for it, what do I want to do? And it really makes you be like, oh, I guess I love that. because. Yeah. I do that. And then if you don't love it, you can always switch what you're doing to volunteer. It's not like you're like locked in. So yeah. And I think like just really being kind of open been. I also think now, I don't know, the job market is so crazy, but it seems like there are openings places to like try a little bit, you know, just be like, I've always kind of wanted to do that. Why not apply for that job and just see, just kind of like approach your career with some fluid fluidity. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Easier said than done, but I, and, and it's also not something that's done like today, but it kind of like, I think looking back is possible to do that. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's also a part of it. This kind of resonates with me as well, because I feel like you took a lot of, of risks. Like I said earlier, you took chances, you put yourself out there, you volunteered, you 
dove headfirst. You, uh, you know, so these types of things I think are really important for people who are looking to make change. You can't wait for change to occur. You need to take the steps to make it happen. So yeah, yeah, I think it's great advice. And I know you already just said that you are a, a mommy and pregnant. So with that in <laughs> mind, any advice to people who are trying to balance this creative bug and parenthood? Because I know it's, I'm sure, a little more challenging now. <laughs> I, I feel like I don't have the best advice for <laughs> that because I don't feel super balanced. I, I say I'm happy, but I, everybody, it's natural to kind of, to have highs and lows throughout the day. And oh my gosh, to be a parent during COVID is something that none of us have figured out. <laughs> because okay. I mean, you think you haven't figured like right now, my, my son is at childcare but like I could easily get an email in 10 minutes that says, come pick him up immediately because yeah. there's been a COVID case in his yeah. room, which we, we've had that. He also had hand, foot and mouth a couple of weeks ago. I mean, like we're like running through the different bugs. And if he has sniffles, then you can't just like send your kid to school anymore. You got to get that. Sniff. Anyway, so I, I, I think what does keep me happy when I'm the happiest in my life is when I can try to step back and say, like, look at things from like how many feet perspective though. <laughs> like I was trying to, I, I also can't like think straight because I'm <laughs> aerial view. Are you looking for an aerial view of your life? Aerial view. Yes. When I'm able to take an aerial view, I have to say like, when my son is home with me and I'm and I'm like a maniac trying to get stuff done while he's here, like when I am kind of like on duty and when my husband, and thankfully my husband also has a work at, uh, he's able to work from home. We have flexible jobs. So like if he's home and it's my turn to kind of like be on duty with him to try to be present with him in that moment and be like, actually, we're so fortunate to be able to have this time together as a family unit that we wouldn't, you know, during, so I just, it's so hard though. And it's something that I'm always trying to do. So I'm not saying I haven't figured out by any means, but it helps me when I can, when I can step back and see it and see my life in that way versus like, oh my God, I have so much on my to-do list. <laughs> so I feel like I, I oscillate between the two. I'm always just like, oh my God, my to-do list is crazy. Oh, but like big picture, this is good and we'll get through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some gratitude sprinkled in with the chaos. I like it. It balances out to happiness. <laughs> I, guess, I guess, yeah. And I mean, also just like relying on your network of people to like always be talking. I mean, every night during COVID, and I wonder if we'll continue with this, I don't know, but you know, my mom's still in Lexington, but we FaceTime with my mom every dinner time. Aww, that's nice. And it helps, like, I mean, my son wouldn't know my mom in the way that he does, but every night we call her, but like, it helps me to also during that, be able to vent to her and, you know, be able to like, again, have other people to help me like find perspective when sometimes I can't. Absolutely. It takes a village, even in a virtual world. I totally understand. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing today with us, Laura. If people are out there listening, where can they find you? If you want to pitch any social media, website, email about you or age-friendly. 
Yeah, I would say I am most active on Twitter. So my personal Twitter is Laura Poskin. Just, you know, um, no dashes or anything. (laughs) Just Laura Poskin, which is my name, L-A-U-R-A-P-O-S-K-I-N. And then Age Friendly Greater Pittsburgh is Age Friendly PGH. And I would say we're also most active on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram personally. (laughs) Well, but like that's I don't think I really want people to follow me there you can but it's really just pictures of August and our bike rides and hikes so I don't know all your fun family adventures of course they want to see that (laughs) that's what brings smiles to everybody's face maybe yeah good stuff well thank you dear so much for your time today we look forward to big things with you guys in the future and thank you so much for doing what you're doing in the Pittsburgh area thank you so happy to be part of it Are you feeling stuck? Do you constantly battle procrastination? Are you hoping to achieve more, but just need that extra push? Then accountability can work for you. With my Accountability Buddy program, you will get one-on-one personalized schedules, check-ins, and solutions to help you reach your goals. Whether it be your health, relationships, career, or creative goals, the Accountability Buddy program will keep you on track and will keep it real. Visit pghdreamerproductions.com to sign up now for the affordable Accountability Buddy program. That's pghdreamerproductions.com to get started today. It's time to pave your own way.